Welcome to the Thrive Today podcast. I'm Natalie Bourne. I'm the media host for Thrive Today, and I'm the founder of Innovation Meets Leadership. Look, our primary focus at Thrive is to help you identify the authority of God's word and then connect it to your success at work. I want to give us a shout out to our YouTube channel. Thank you guys for coming over to YouTube and watching and listening there. I want to remind you to leave a review so other innovators, other leaders, other thought leaders like you can find us, especially women in leadership. So please make sure you share this, make sure you hit review so that others can find us. So today we are actually going to talk to Raven Cannon. She is the social media director for Four Rivers, and she specializes in really strategizing and thinking out all the digital content that's going to hit platforms from a leadership perspective. So that's really cool. She and her husband reside in Tampa, and they actually are kids pastors at City Life Church. And she's also the author of a book called Unshakable. Welcome to the podcast, Raven. Yes, thank you, Natalie, for inviting me. I'm having such a good time already. This is great. Thank you. Well, you know what? I want to talk to the ladies real quick before we jump right in and talk about you. I want to talk a little bit about these Thrive Today boxes that come. If you have the Thrive Today subscription, you actually get one of these boxes quarterly. And I know, Raven, you might know a few things that are in these boxes. Yes, they're so beautiful, too. Yeah. So let me open it up and I'm going to show the ladies what all is in here. So not only do you get a note, especially to you as a female leader, but then we also have little goodies in each of these boxes. So you'll see things like in this one, for example, there's two little goodies in here. There's doTERRA, which is essential oils. And then there's also lip balm and the book of the quarter, which is called reinvent by Beth Jones. And then this beautiful leather journal, which I could just see our ladies writing in and just getting downloads and thoughts. But then there's also this other thing in here, which is this amazing magazine, which is our quarterly journal. And you're actually in this one with us. Yes, I am. So So tell us a little bit about your article, because you wrote an article in this, in this particular magazine. And I would love to know kind of just a little bit about like, you, you talk a lot about the thankful leader. And I want to know, like, where did you, like, what made you decide to write this article? Right. Well, it's something that I've just been kind of adopting and cultivating in my own life, um, specifically as a leader. But I was inspired because John Piper is like one of my favorites on quotes and things like that. But he said something that inspired me. He said, you know, genuine thankfulness is an act of the heart's affections and not an act of the lips muscles. And so, you know, I find myself saying thank you a lot. Like, hey, thank you for opening the door for me. Or, you know, thank you for bringing me a coffee. Those are such nice things. But is it genuine thankfulness? I think that's where I was kind of struggling with, like as a leader, am I actually showing gratefulness? So I was inspired by that, by that quote. I was also inspired by the word of God, obviously, because throughout the entire Bible, there is all types of scriptures and verses in the Bible about a thankful heart and how it pleases God when we're grateful. And so, yeah, as a leader, I just wanted to um, work on it on myself. So you know how you do, you just kind of write things down (laughs) and jot them around and, and you blog and whatever. And before I knew it, I had a whole article of stuff that I was cultivating in my own life. So yeah, I shared it with everyone. I love it. (laughs) You know, it's funny as, as you're talking, what I'm thinking about is there's this story I read a long time ago about this convent of nuns that they, <laughs> it's kind of a random <laughs> story, but 
they studied, you know, like all these nuns and they found that the positive nuns outlived the ones who had a more negative mindset by like 10 years. And Mm -hmm. it was funny because like, even as I hear you talking about being grateful or thankful, it also creates like a genuine positivity. And so that gratitude Mm -hmm. actually Mm -hmm. makes you feel more positive when you can look at the world and find something to be grateful for versus always kind of seeing the the negative lens of something, which if we're honest, right. like, I think we all kind of struggle with that a little bit. Yeah. It's a perspective change. It's just looking through the eyes of with a grateful heart and a grateful spirit, not always an easy thing to do, but something that we should do as leaders, especially. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. So like, what what would you say if someone is listening and they're like, Hey, this is not me. <laughs> like I, <laughs> I know it's not me. What are, what's some advice on just some simple ways to get started and how you can start okay. to just look at the world around you and see it differently? Oh, that's good. I think about, I like to play basketball. It's like something, you know, that's fun, right? And I like to watch the sport. If you have a basketball in your hand and you bounce that ball and it doesn't come back up, it's flat, right? It just kind of falls. But if you bounce that basketball and then it comes right back up, man, it's got fire. It's, it's, you can actually play a game and you can win with this basketball. I think that that's kind of the way I look at this. The basketball is thankfulness. And if we are bouncing that ball and it's doing what it's supposed to do, we're going to win the game. And if not, it's flat. So sometimes what happens as we go through life is we have all of these negative things and discouragement that are around us and we kind of get bottled down by it. And the next thing we know, we're bouncing uh, this ball and it's not going anywhere. It's not contagious. It's not, you know, it's not sharing with anyone. So I think the most important thing, a part of this is when you are thankful, you have to show it. Mm. You have to show it. Okay. So it can't just be, I'm thankful that just falls flat. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So it actually has to be, I'm thankful because how can you explain why you're thankful? And sometimes we can write those things down. We can write, when people say, write five things you're grateful for. That's not me. I don't do that. You know, so I don't write five things I'm grateful for. But what I do is when I say thank you, I always add an extra sentence to it. I'm thankful because you did this and I appreciate this about it. I think that shows value. It shows value in the person that you're speaking with. And when you show value to people, they then they are deeply connected. And honestly, if it's going to be the heart's affections, it's got to be about relationship anyways. And that's the whole point of it. And it's, this is the lips and they can say thank you. But if there is not genuine relationship connection happening within your heart, then you're not going to feel connected to what you're saying. Wow. Is what I, you know, so yeah, you don't want the ball to fall flat. You really yeah. want it to win the game. So to win the game, you've got to start off with just uh, really showing and expressing your thankfulness. I think that's the most important thing. And just explaining it. It's just an explanation of why I'm thankful. Well, you know what you're leaning into, which I love is like the difference between a transactional leader and like a transformational leader, because mm-hmm. a transformational leader adds value wherever they go. They mm-hmm. almost infuse value just naturally into people. And it doesn't look like it's a lot of effort. And I think right. it's because it's a learned practice over time to right. where you can slow down. And it's funny, our team just visited Craig Groeschel's church. And Mm -hmm. one of the things that we noticed everywhere we went was how slow people walked and how deliberate they were about walking over and saying hi to us. 
And it was so convicting because I feel like when mm. I walk through, well, I, I feel like I run through church, <laughs> you know, just to get from point A to point B to point C. And I just That's was right. so taken aback by how transformational and how it was so just deliberate in the way that they would stop. Well, who are you? I haven't seen you before. What's your name? You know, what are you doing here? Why'd you decide to come to this service? And just seeing that you're just, it stops you in your tracks because it's not something that's really practiced anymore. Exactly. I I think, you know, that's, I love that you said slow. They walk slow. When I first started out doing ministry years and years ago, I walked fast all the time and not just like walking fast. I did everything fast. And as I've gotten older, I've realized I do such a better job when I slow my mind down and I focus on what I'm doing. And when I see the people that come into my path, how can I affect change in their life at that very moment? If that's just saying thank you and then explaining it, then great. If it's, you know, valuing them in some way, that's great. But just slowing down. And there's such a peace that comes over you. I believe as a leader too, as you're doing that, you feel like you accomplish more, really even walking slower (laughs) in that way. You think, well, I need to be faster to accomplish more, but not necessarily. I think it's just a slowdown of the mind and the heart so that we can kind of just connect those two together. That's so good. And I feel like it also impacts your attitude. Like when you're not rushing, you have a mm-hmm. different attitude. You know, one of the things yeah. I would encourage our ladies to do if they're listening to this and saying, I don't have time to slow down. I don't have time to walk slow is to actually schedule pockets of time where you can slow down and walk from meeting to meeting slowly right. so that you can have those interactions and conversations. Cause you're right. When we're scheduled back to back to back to back, there's no room to actually mm-hmm. breathe or have a meaningful conversation. But if we can even schedule in, you know, scheduled breaks that are actually times to connect, right. we're going to find that it's those times that actually create the most meaning in our life. Not the hundred meetings you knocked out that day, but the <laughs> conversations you had in between are the ones that matter the most. Yes. I, you know, I think that's a part of thankfulness is just deepening those relationships. And the more that you do that, your heart, again, it stays grateful because you value the person and not the task. I would love to know, like, what do you think changes in an environment when maybe you're the leader that starts this genuine gratitude, but then you, maybe you you start to build it into the culture and you cultivate it in the culture. Like, how do you see a culture changing when people start to grab hold of this. Right. Yeah. So it has to start with the leader, obviously, you know, to have any type of culture shift and any environment. But, you know, I think when you start to see people expressing their gratefulness around you, like you see your coworkers, you see the people that you're working with, maybe the staff at your church, and they're saying like, hey, I saw that what you did this past weekend, and I loved this about it. I saw what, you, you know, what happened at this event. And I was encouraged by this. When you start to see people do that, well, what does that do? That creates a contagious environment where people are starting to share more and more and more. And it just spreads, right? So it's just, I think, really, it begins with us as the leader, begins with us saying thank you, expressing that, showing that. And then everyone around them kind of grabs a hold of that. And the next thing you know, everyone's doing it. And if everyone's doing that, I mean, if you think about it, the country would be so amazing if everyone was grateful (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Maybe we wouldn't see so many people arguing over politics if we were all more grateful. We would just be grateful. You know, think about the things that are happening that are good. There's always something good we can find in something, right? 
Yeah, I would I would love to just pivot this a little bit and talk a little bit about so you've kind of talked about one way of like gratitude being verbal, which I loved. I wrote it down. You said, mm-hmm. first of all, say something. I think so many times we think things about people, but then we don't say it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Show up in a room and brighten the room, but we just think right. it like we don't say it. And then you yeah. said, explain why, which actually to me, it, it's, that's the quality of feedback. It's like what you were talking about where you add mm-hmm. value. Mm-hmm. What are some other ways people can be grateful and show this thankfulness if maybe like they're still working on being a words of affirmation person and they're looking for mm-hmm. some other ways that they can do that as well? Right. Yeah. I think that uh, that goes into like showing why you're thankful. So you've got your, your words of affirmation, but then you can actually do acts of service. You can do things that show them, hey, I enjoyed this about you know what you were doing. So now I want to do this for you. Also, just being in their life. As a leader, I think it's important that we walk with people. I had a I had a mentor in my life one time that told me, you know, she was a student pastor and she said, you know, sometimes I just need to get to know my students and sometimes I ask them to join me for lunch, but then there are other times I say, you know, walk with me or go or get in the car with me and and let's go over here or there and and do something. I think getting into people's lives and asking them the questions of like, hey, what's going on in your life and being concerned about their day and things like that. I think that that expresses to them, hey, I am valued and it's more than just words. And um, you're actually showing me that you're, you're going to show up. You're going to be here for me. And I think that's hard too as leaders because when your organization grows, you have a tougher time. You can't be one-on-one with everybody. Mm-hmm. But that's a part of leadership as well. You have to continuously multiply this grateful attitude to the people that are in your inner circle around you so that they're doing that very same thing with the people around them. So, yeah, I think my biggest thing is, you know, asking people to walk with me. Let's, let's do life together. I do a lot of coffees. Coffees are a little shorter (laughs) than lunch, but you know, a lot of times when I invite people to go to coffee with me, I'll just say, Hey, I just want to get to know you, but I also just want to say thanks, you know? And like, I just want you to know that I'm here and I don't know what your life looks like during the week, but I want to know. I want to know what's going on. And I think that it, to, to the people on the other side of the coffee, they're like, thanks for the coffee. But also they're like, wow, I'm going to show up for you as well. And it's just, then there's a connection. I think that's really what John Piper was trying to say is that that genuine thankfulness actually begins to happen when that heart, that connection is aligning with our lips. Well, I feel like you're leaning into something too, which is we can't underestimate the impact that we could have on someone's life simply through gratitude. I mean, I think there's so much, there's so much there. And so it has to be intentional. One thing that I've started doing for my team, which has been so, it's so surprising every time I call somebody. So I'll call somebody and say, Hey, this morning I was praying for you. And they're like, Oh wow, seriously. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, (laughs) but also here's a word, you know, here's a scripture, here's a word, here's a thought that I wanted to share with you from my prayer time. And I was wondering, can I just pray that over you? And they're like, oh my gosh, Mm -hmm. yes, of course. And so I think Mm -hmm. it just surprises and catches people off guard. And it's great to pray for someone. Like you should always do that. But sometimes when we tell them, it just creates this, wow, like you took the time out to to think about me and then also to call me and tell me you were thinking about me. And I think sometimes (laughs) we're all so busy. We don't take those intentional moments to really just reach out and, and, you know, care for one another, especially with everything that's gone on since 2020. (laughs) Right. Yeah. 
I do the same thing with like prayer, but I also do it with worship music as well. Like if I find a really good Spotify list and I'm like, you know, this person probably needs this. I just send it to them and say, Hey, you know, I just want you to have a better day or good day or whatever it is that's going on. There's something about music that kind of shifts the atmosphere too and whatever's going on in their heart and life. So there's all kinds of tools that the Lord has given us that we can use. It's just sometimes we overlook them. That's really good. Yeah. You know what else I was thinking about is like you earlier were talking about like who do you decide who to invest in, especially if you have a big team or you lead a lot of folks or just have a big organization. What are some ways that you would say, hey, here's how maybe if you're feeling a little overwhelmed with how you could decide how to get started? Right. I would say first start at home. That's really important. I think if you can, as a leader, if you can do that at home, which is with my home, I have two kids. And so me, my husband and my two kids. So that's four people that I can invest in for sure. And so I'm going to do that. Uh, And then from there, I'm going to choose those people that I know I've got to have in my inner circle, those people that that are around me. And I'm going to invest some extra time intentionally with them and also sharing my grateful heart for them. And then I think also just adding some little things like a handwritten note every once in a while goes a really mm-hmm. long way. I like to give handwritten notes. I like to do, like I said, the coffees and things like that. Anything like that with your inner circle to just start the process of showing, hey, I'm grateful and thankful. With my personal team, I send them an email every Friday and with my social media team. And I always try to add something at the end that gives, sometimes it's a scripture, sometimes it's a quote, sometimes it's just a little nugget of wisdom, but it's just something small that just says, Hey, I saw this this week. And I want you to know that you've not been forgotten. You're still valued because sometimes the work can get monotonous over yes. and over and over again. <laughs> yes, again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's so, and, and sometimes there's so much of it that you right. just get caught in this, you know, responding back and forth and Mm-hmm. slowing down and saying, Hey, I saw what you did. I saw how you navigated that meeting. I saw how you navigated that difficult client. And I'm going to say, right. I, I see you. I see the effort that you're putting forth. That's huge. Right. Like, yeah. and it's funny because we all need that. And I don't feel like, Oh, I get that way too much. Like, I don't need anyone to tell me, thank you for anything. <laughs> like, like we could all use more, <laughs> you know, just, we could all use more, you know, there's, there's, Yeah. Yes, so absolutely. The last question I want to ask you is, and I was trying to read my writing here. I was like, I don't understand my own writing, but <laughs> I I was going to say, you know, is this something that you can maybe even like reward in a culture? Like how can, like, how can you, if you're trying to take something and embed it into a culture, like I, you know, I, I don't know what I, what I meant by asking that question, but it's almost like, how can you reinforce the things you want in a culture? And this to me, seems like something you would want because it just creates such positivity. It's really easy to be negative. It's easy to look at all the challenges, all the difficulties, all the things that are going wrong on a project or, or on an account Mm -hmm. or with a client, but forget to look at all the things that are going right or that are going well. Right. I think that starts with a few things, but one thing that reminds me of is back when I was a child, my dad would take us on these trips and to reward us when we were on the trips, he would say, you know, I don't want any one of us to complain while we're on this trip. So you can't complain at all. It's a complaint free weekend. 
And then he would say, if you don't complain, then there's going to be, you know, we're going to get to go get ice cream or there was something, you know, at the end of that. Right. And so we were working so hard not to complain (laughs) this whole weekend. And so, you know, that's kind of, I think that's why we're headed here is that how can we create that type of environment where they're, they're feeling like they're working hard on something. Maybe they don't even know that they're working hard on thankfulness. It's something that they don't even know they're doing. You know, I think what you can do simply is just have them list the wins, Mm -hmm. the small and the big list out five things that you did this week. That was a win. It can be anything and let's share it. Let's just do that at the beginning of our meeting today. Just something simple like that. Automatically, everyone in the room is just happier. Yeah. Because we're not talking about what didn't go well. We're talking about what went right. We can talk about what's going to, what didn't go well at some point. But right now, let's talk about what went great. And then from there, I think it just becomes contagious again. And then people start focusing on the good. And that makes even the difficult a little easier. I love that so, so, so much. Do you have any (laughs) final thoughts for our listeners today? Uh, Yeah. So in Colossians chapter three, it says to give thanks, but it also says with a grateful heart. And I think that's the two most important things is again, is my heart grateful? If my heart is grateful and I'm genuinely thankful for the people in my life and what they're bringing to the table and how I'm connecting with them, then you are actually giving thanks and you are pleasing God. And I think that's the most important thing. So just stay happy, be thankful, make some lists and some wins. You got it. You're good. I love that. Well, Raven, I'm thankful for you because you are always brilliant. You're very Mm -hmm. creative, but you're also very kind. So thank you for being with us today. Yes, thank you. Well, thank you guys for joining the Thrive Today podcast. Look, be sure to follow us, share, subscribe, and like this on your social media and tell other women in leadership about Thrive Today. So you can follow Raven at Instagram. She's Raven Cannon, or you can head over to her website, ravencannon.com. Look, as you lead your life, we want you to do it with leadership, community, and strength. So head over to thrivetoday.com and get involved in our community today. And we'll see you next time.